so how did you do last week personally not not through money mike <laughs> unfortunately you didn't want to ride with me all times but how'd you do uh I mean, I ride with you most of the time. Last week, it was just a weird betting week. I didn't put a lot of money out there, but I did some parlays. And well, my uh, my my parlay of the week didn't do too well. I think I what you said like three of seven. Yeah, was I got right? It was uh, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, I, we were uh, we were texting on Sunday morning, or, or you know, Sunday midday, and uh, we were talking about the how the the, the bets weren't hitting. So. I did a an adjusted like afternoon game parlay. Uh, I actually hit one of those. I had a five team or six team parlay uh, for most favorites in the afternoon, plus the Monday night game and Sunday night game. So you need to like tweet that uh, out or text me before you do that next time. I never <laughs> win parlays, man. Dude, yeah. I've I've won three or four this year, uh, and they're not, but they haven't been huge or anything. But but yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up. Yeah, uh, I, need to, I need to do that because the ones I've been putting in the putting in for the best bets haven't been doing too well but that you know that that's how it goes we'll, yeah we'll and then you know the parlay is parlay it's like you're, it's even less it's like worse odds than regular betting oh i so, know i mean it is <clears throat> I, try, I always get sucked into taking an underdog because i like you know what if i pick this team that's plus 250 that means i get paid more if i win and it's like yeah but they're also you know they're underdog for a reason so you, you get kind of screwed up that way so but uh but yeah my week wasn't too great but i didn't have too much on the line how much uh how, how was your uh how was your week week five so week five was definitely better than week four back from like what one and six yeah i went one and six that week and i went three and two this week so five games last week i gave <laughs> we got three out of two out of five yeah. so i feel pr- pretty good about it and then also the lock of the week once again prevailed once again so we're that's the that's what you make your money on right there. Three and one on the locks of the week. I feel pretty good about it. Hey, follow it. Definitely so. So, yeah. I mean, the the two games that we lost was Miami, you know, blowing the brakes off of Duke at their. Didn't own. see that coming. Man, it was it was the worst game to watch if you're betting on Duke. It was the absolute worst. <laughs> Anything that could happen to you know mess things up, it happened. That was at Duke too, right? Yeah, and then when Duke would like getting get their scoring, running the ball and doing well, and then they throw a pick or fumble the ball or you know start passing the ball for no reason. But I digress. And then <laughs> Auburn State did not hit the over, the, or we did not hit the under. Um, State's defense just looked awful. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those special cases too. It's like. You know, it got it, there was a couple scores in the fourth quarter that were just because you know nobody was trying anymore. Really, it was a lot of uh, just lapses in play. So, you probably the under was probably the right bet, but it's just you can't always account for the trash time. No, which is the, you know, the hard part. And they just gave up so many big yeah. plays, penalties. So they had that yeah. coming. Yeah, it was destined, but you know. Alas, we will come back this week. There's some some good games that you have going on. I, I really like uh, some of the ones you pick. So we'll, we'll jump into it here, trying to go five and zero and six and zero for the lock. Um, let's do uh, the first one you got up is a Big Twelve matchup. It's a pretty good one. Uh, West Virginia at TCU. I think TCU was off last week, but they had that big win at Oklahoma State the week before. Um, West Virginia's kind of been uh, a little under the radar. Uh, it's three, still three and one, so uh, they're I think they're in top. They're in like number twenty three. 
uh, Will Greer, good prospect there. But the TCU is favored 13 by it's uh, they're a 13 and a half point favorite, and the uh, over under is 68. So we got another high one in the Big 12, high uh, spread too. What do you what do you got? Two ranked teams. It's a high spread for a ranked game. So we're three and one with the lock of the week. We're about to go four and one. This <laughs> is a lock on the over. Total 68, take the over. I don't know if you knew this, J-Mac, but it is Locktober. It's Locktober. <laughs> it's October. So we're starting off with a bang here. Um, this, it's crazy to me that this game has a total of 68. I figured it would be in the 70s. Uh, given yeah. the production that both teams have had, if you go look at their score sheets, it's crazy. I mean, uh, West Virginia's averaging 47, TCU's averaging 48 a game. And I know given they haven't played like stellar opponents, um, both of their last two games have hit overs. And both teams are averaging, uh, West Virginia's aver- averaging 594 yards a game offensively. And TCU's averaging about 500 yards a game. But interesting enough, both teams are allowing 457 a game and 323. And that's just... Yikes. Yeah, just bad defenses, really good offenses. Uh, (laughs) That's all we need is good offenses for the over. Um, Virginia Tech played West Virginia last week. No, they played them week one. They played East Carolina, Delaware State, and Kansas. And they're allowing 450 yards a week. Like, no. Yeah. So I just just think TCU, they're going to cover that. But I would be more confident in telling you that the over is going to hit. Yeah, uh, the side I'm looking at doesn't even have the defensive per game stats up, so you can tell how they feel about that. <laughs> but uh, I get probably a glitch. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know, TCU gave up 36 to SMU, and what was a close game through for the most part. You know, 31 to Oklahoma State, Arkansas. You know, they're just they're having offensive issues. They didn't score that many, but. I think West Virginia is going to be able to move the ball. The only thing I would uh, caution against is, uh, you know, the last time we had, I think it was TCU Oklahoma State, you had the over, and uh, that was on our, our bad week. And, uh, yeah, it was. You know, and that it, was 82, under, though. Right. I mean, that, of course, that was a totally different number. The only thing is that TCU, unlike years in the past, is uh, running the ball a lot more. You know, they're almost, they're very, very balanced with their passing and rushing this year. So it does, you know, obviously uh, slow the game down a little bit or take some time off the clock the more you run the ball, even though they're, you know, continuing to move the ball successfully and, uh, you know, put it in the end zone. You know, it still could result in a, in a high-scoring game. But uh, that's that's the only thing that I would say, like, is the the only caution I have. But I still think that the 68 is just too low. Um so I think uh, I like your I like your uh, your bet for the your lock for the over. That spread too is like it's so tempting to want to take like West Virginia plus the points just because it's like it's just a lot of points, you know. It'd be different if West Virginia was teams. It'd be different if West Virginia was actually hosting this game. Yeah, um, it'd probably be more like 8 or 9 if it was at West Virginia. Probably right. But but yeah, so that's your lock. Your lock of the week, getting it out of the way fast. Uh, you know, the uh, TCU West Virginia over 68. Um, <clears throat> next one, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to want to watch this game, <laughs> but <laughs> traditionally this would have been a uh, 2.30 CBS primetime game. Uh, this should probably be like 8.30 in the morning on like Yahoo stream. But uh, like Dang. I want, this should be in London. This should be London. That's cool. This should be the London game. But uh, it's LSU at Florida. 
uh, two struggling teams this year. Florida has, uh, you know, won a couple in a row, uh, figuring out quarterback play a little bit, but still two lackluster teams offensively. LSU debacle last week, losing homecoming to Troy at, you know, obviously homecoming at home, but Florida is coming into this one, a three and a half point favorite over LSU. Uh, total is 45. So a low total, but two, you know, offenses that aren't very strong. Uh, what is your, what's your take on this one? I'm taking Florida at home. Um, I actually got the line at minus three for Florida, and I'm pretty sure you could still find that. The interesting about it was I was checking the lines just to see how they've been over the past couple days, and that game actually started out at minus six and a half. Um, Florida? Wow. Yeah. So Florida was six and a half. They've shifted down to a three, and it's just interesting to me how people are putting money on LSU. I mean, I understand six and a half, seven points. However, I mean, it's when it gets down to three, you can't look away from that. Um, and it's just LSU struggled all year. They lost to Troy, which that was their first non-conference home loss in like 80 years. Um, yes. They don't, yeah, they don't lose at home against non-conference people. Um, they've also had um, – I mean, they struggled with Mercer – and they got blew out by Mississippi State, and we know Mississippi State's not all that great anymore. Um, Florida, they're taking care of business. I know that they struggled first half against Vanderbilt. They won. They beat Tennessee by a Hail Mary, and then um, they also – and then a very last-second win against Kentucky, too. So, I mean, they're nothing to rant and rave about. But I would think that Florida's at home, LSU struggling – uh, LSU hasn't covered – they've only covered once out of their five games this year. And I just – it's a touchdown game. It's not It's not a field goal. No. And uh, like we said in the last one, if this was, you know, Florida at LSU, maybe you could see a little bit of a, you know, resurgence from LSU. Maybe, you know, I'm sure that the coaches did not spare any, any words this week uh, after that Troy loss. And so maybe if you're at home, the fans come out to support, you have a comeback where, you, you know, you, your, your skilled players come out to play – Defense is more motivated, but I think traveling to Florida going to be a hostile environment. Uh, you know, Florida playing well, uh, getting their every game, their quarterback situation with Franks is looking a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, the, Florida hasn't been steady by any means, but they're that team that just, you know, they're probably going to win the well Georgia this year, but they've won the East the past two years. They're they fall backwards it seems into you know a good bowl game and the SEC championship, but they're always overmatched. Their their defense is pretty strong, which Hasn't been as strong this year. I mean, giving up 24 points to Vandy, who you know couldn't get 100 yards against Bama, also letting you uh, letting Kentucky like Kentucky should have won that game. Kentucky had multiple like boneheaded like high school mistakes defensively to to let them have like two touchdowns, and you can't. I mean, it's like that should be another loss, but I think it still doesn't even matter against this LSU squad. Like, it's just not they're just not playing well this year, so. I like your call. I mean that that total is kind of funny too because it's really low, but it you probably like your what do you think twenty four seventeen? That was kind of your take on it. I think yeah. Uh, that yeah that would hit the under too. Yeah, twenty four seventeen. I mean it's not going to be obviously it's not going to be high scoring because both or I know at least Florida's defense is good. LSU really hasn't proven that. I mean they're always known for their defense, but I mean twenty four seventeen seventeen ten. I don't think it gets out of hand from the scoring, but I'm not touching that under, or I'm not touching that total, period. 
No, it that has garbage time touchdowns written all over it too. Like if one, you know, if, if LSU is getting getting killed. So and the interesting right. was was did you see? I'm sorry, I know you want to move on. No, you're good. But Florida had the ball like with about a minute, or actually less than a minute left, and Vandy had them shut down, and it was like fourth and one or something. And Vanderbilt, they need this first down, or actually Florida needs the first down to seal the deal. Vandy can stop them, and they'll have to punt. Right. Or no, it's a turnover, and Vandy gets the ball to go maybe tie the game up. Um, Vandy gets a hand, or Florida gets a handoff. Dude just houses it forty yards. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It was a uh, coach wanted him to fall down, but it's like two touchdowns. Come on. Let's, and and Vanderbilt, <laughs> Vanderbilt would have covered had yeah. he not oh, ran in the touchdown. Wow. I'm glad I didn't touch that game. I would have been like so pissed. That's like that, like that Chiefs Monday night game. Just oh, yeah. absolutely terrible backdoor. Oh, um, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I was wanting Vandy to try to pull that one out. They had a tough couple games in a row there. But um, so yeah, the next game you got another SEC one: uh, Ole Miss going to Auburn. Uh, Ole Miss sixty-five three lost sixty-five to three to Alabama last week. Awful, awful, uh, awful, awful score. Uh, nobody really came to play there. Uh, Auburn, uh, big win over Mississippi State last week, dominated from you know from the get go. Uh, Auburn is a twenty-one point favorite. Another huge SEC interconference line that you don't see a lot. Uh, over under is fifty-seven. Auburn's offense seems to be clicking. Ole Miss don't even know if you can say anything's clicking. Whatever, it's clicking in the wrong way. <laughs> uh, what is you? Uh, what's your call on this one, man? So that game last week proved, proved to us both that if we go with Saban, usually we're going to cover that. Um, <laughs> you know how we took Vanderbilt the, the week four, and then I'm like, oh, well, can't go against that Saban again, so I'll roll with him. Yeah. It's the same. I mean, Ole Miss, 63 points. They're just on a ultimate, ultimate low. Um, yeah. They've only covered one out of their past seven games on the road. Auburn looked really good. They've covered um, – they've pretty much covered all their games. I think they've only not covered one. But the Tigers – yeah, and they've covered their last two SEC games. I mean, they beat the breaks off of Mississippi State and Tennessee. No, no, Missouri, sorry. Um, Auburn's run game is too good. I mean, they're averaging 200 yards a game. Ole Miss is allowing 229 yards a game on the ground. Um that just means that Auburn's going to run all up and down the field. Ole Miss, they're not going to be able to keep up. It's a my score is thirty-seven to ten, and Ole Miss, by the way, has not scored a touchdown in six quarters of football. Wow, that's dating back to the uh, the Cal game because they didn't score at all in the second half. So I know. Wow, you've seen their last touchdown in person. <laughs> it was it was not that great. That's that second half of the game was so boring. It was like a defensive battle between two teams that aren't good at defense. It was like, what in the hell is happening? <laughs> uh, it's a uh, yeah, uh, yeah, man. It's not much to say here. Auburn's, you know, they're going to run the ball up and down. I think it's one of those games where you're going to see Stidham probably play a couple quarters, you know, three and a half quarters, something like that. Uh, probably minimal passes. He probably doesn't even reach twenty pass attempts. Uh, they, you know, they're just going to be running the ball too easily. Uh, he'll, he'll put some in the end zone. 
you know, it'll hit them with the play action, probably rack up some fat uh, points pretty fast. So I think that's the call. I mean, 21 is a high spread in the SEC, but we've seen that that uh, there's really a miss, a, mi- a really a mismatch between the top and the bottom this year. You know, even the top and the middle. It's really a top-heavy league. There's not a lot of uh, room to, room for, uh, you know, uh, debate there. It's probably three or four really good teams, and then the rest just kind of a mismosh. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see there. But I like to call Auburn. Uh, Auburn minus twenty one. There, that's your. That's your. Yeah, call. and I would always. I would keep a mind, uh, an eye on this too. I've. I've saw this. I noticed this. I wanted to bring it up. It's not one of my picks, but it's something to keep an eye out if you are looking at lines on Saturday. Is Alabama's going to College Station against A and M? They're a twenty seven point favorite in College Station. Um, should that line move down any lower, 28, 26, 25, 24, I'm going to hop right on Alabama because I think they're going to blow the brakes off them too. That's crazy. That's a, such a high line for a road game, man. That's wild. That's wild. Now, that'd be an interesting game to watch. I forgot that was this weekend. But if I'll you be, I'll be checking that, <laughs> I'll be checking that number the rest of the week. If you score 66 points, against an SEC foe, and then you scored 65 the week before, or 56 the week before that, or whatever they scored, you're doing something right. And I don't think A&M's anything to dance and shout about either. Yeah, I like that call. It's definitely going to be an Alabama win. Um, uh, your fourth game that you have is Miami at Florida State. Uh, Miami coming off a, a good win on the road at Duke last week. I think they've only played like two games this year, three games this year. There wasn't much, not much of a sample size. Uh, for them since the the hurricane uh, problems. Yeah, they played. Duke was their third game. Um, so that was your first real real test of the season. That's kind of why we were on Duke early, didn't really know what to think about Miami, but showed that they're a pretty, pretty solid team this year. Florida State was, you know, a play away from being uh, 0-3. Uh, you know, they're shortened schedule too because of the hurricane, but they have looked bad without Francois this year. Uh, barely escaped Wake last week, 26-19. Um True freshman quarterback, a lot of questions on the offensive line, a lot of just personnel problems. Uh, the uh, Florida State's only a three-point underdog. I know they're at home, only a three-point underdog with their questions. The uh, over/under is forty-eight. Uh, what are you thinking here? I think I'm leaning with you. I'm leaning with Miami. Miami's going to cover that three points. Uh, Miami does look really good, and their defense looks really good. I mean, Manny Diaz has a good thing going. They shut down Duke, which is usually a really good offensive team. Um, Florida State, like you said, they're struggling. They're, they got a lot of question marks. It sucks that they lost their star quarterback, Francois, into a, Francois, a season-ending injury against Alabama. I mean, it's just tough all around, and it's just yeah. – I just feel usually – in this type of rivalry game, like this is a historical rivalry, and you always want to take the home team just because, or the under. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But if the home team, if in this rivalry, if the home team is getting points, it's like, oh, that's a no brainer. But this is a different situation. Yeah. I mean, it, Miami's covered seven out of their last eight, and then Florida State's only covered one out of their last five hosting Miami. Like this yeah. same situation. They've only covered one time in the past six. Six times they've played them in Miami. That's something to remember. Yeah, I like your call. Miami's offense seems to be really, you know, averaging five over five hundred a game. Uh, don't have to really come to play too hard on defense with the quarterback situation. So we'll see if there's any kind of you know home cooking in this one or any kind of like uh, you know 
semi-rivalry game where the Florida State coaches get you know get everybody to show up, show out. Uh, you could see some kind of surprise there, but I I think uh, three is a low enough number that I think I don't think Miami will have a problem with that. I, I would go with that. I would go with uh, Miami against the spread as well. To, uh, you know minus three. Uh, your last one, uh, kind of an off the radar game, but uh, this, we're just trying to make money here. <laughs> That's all we care about. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, New Mexico State going to Appalachian State. Um, uh, App State is a ten and a half point favorite uh, at home. Uh, uh, t- Over under is fifty six. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, I, I haven't thrown in a weird game in a while, so I figured I'd do it today. Hey, it's not um, UMass. I'm surprised. Yeah, I didn't throw in UMass. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll be back. Because <laughs> guess worry, who? They'll be back. Guess who plays UMass in oh, two yeah. weeks? I know. Mississippi State. Yeah, so we'll that's definitely going to be – just stay tuned for week eight picks. <laughs> It'll be there. So yeah. I'm taking New Mexico State to cover 10.5. Um, you know how much I've mentioned about New Mexico State, right? Yeah, I mean, you've been talking about them since like before week one. <laughs> you were yeah. on their like spring game. Definitely. No, that's – Obviously, neither one of these teams I, I could care about. I look at straight numbers on this. This is all about trends, people. Um, New Mexico State, they've covered their past seven games. They're 5-0 and on the year covering the spread. Appalachian State, they've only covered three in their last nine, and they're 3-10 and against the spread at home. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of people actually talk about New Mexico State like they're impressive. And, I mean, they're 5-0. and There's something to shout about there. But... I just think that I like ten and a half points for any bullshit teams like this. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the better team, which yeah. is New Mexico State. No, yeah, uh, I like the call there. I mean, App State has had a couple of uh, tough games this year. They played Georgia early, uh, played Wake down to the wire, Wake Forest down to the wire, one point loss. But play the numbers, man. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to make up some crap about Appalachian State and their their run offense or something. Oh, so, you don't man, have anything there? I don't have – man, I just no don't hot have take? numbers. No hot takes. I mean, their quarterback's name is T. Lamb. I don't even know his, the first, his first name. Like, it's not that important. But uh, – <laughs> If you could tell me that without a computer in your face, I would be impressed. Actually, the their best – their leading passer, leading rusher, and leading receiver, their first names start with T, all three of them. Triple T, I don't know. Might be uh, might be in for an App State win. <laughs> see, so. All right. Yeah. So your your numbers your number I like your numbers there New Mexico State against the spread run through those five real quick uh, and make sure to let them know the lock of the week so that we can and we'll we'll jump into the parlay and get out of here. So New Mexico State once again that is they're covering ten and a half points they're our dog covering them at Appalachian State uh, Miami at Florida State Florida State is a three point dog at home taking Miami to cover three Ole Miss at Auburn. Take Auburn on minus 21. LSU at Florida, taking Florida, minus three. And then also your lock of the week to start Locktober. West Virginia at TCU, total 68. Lock in the over. That's happening. Lock it, Locktober. I love it. Uh, well, now it's time for redemption from last week. I tried to go all uh, – you know, uh, noon games uh, last week for the NFL parlay. You know, kind of, kind of really stretched myself because it was a couple games I didn't want to bet on, but I just did the noon games by themselves. So I kind of added a few in that I didn't like. This week I'm just going to go five games total. Uh, you know, five straight. You know, five money line winners. 
I think it's some some better bets here. Uh, a couple of underdogs as well. So I, I like the the chances here. But I'm gonna run through them real quick. Uh, I'll do one at a time. So if you have any thoughts, Mike, jump in. Uh, sure. You know, uh, first one, a lot of questions here. Ball. I'm surprised this. Uh, I was able to bet on this right now. But uh, Baltimore at Oakland. Uh, Oakland coming back home, having a, had a couple uh, bad road games in a row. But uh, Derek Carr, questionable. Don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, having some back issues. Uh, Ravens, two bad games in a row. Um, on the road, yeah, Ravens are plus 120. Money line to win. They're underdog. I just think the, the Raiders are – I still think the Raiders are a solid team for the rest of the year. I think Carr's – you know, he may not play this week, but he's going to come back. Uh I just think this is one of those games where uh, Baltimore actually, you know, figures it out defensively, and, and especially if EJ Manuel is the quarterback for Oakland, uh, I'm taking Baltimore for sure. Yeah, um, currently Baltimore's a two and a half point underdog too. So yeah, so that's even that's even you know it's not too far fetched. I think you're just no. banking on Derek Carr being out. Yeah, Derek. The play here is Derek Carr being out. So if you want to wait till Sunday morning to put this parlay in, you know, more than welcome. Um, but yeah, so you got a little underdog there. Uh, another another one on the road. Uh, Buffalo Bills at Cincinnati. Cincinnati bounced back from a bad start last week with a win over Cleveland. Cleveland's trash. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati has been pretty much trash most of the season. Uh, haven't played well offensively. Have some changes there. I do think they're not as bad as they've played. But Buffalo is actually better than people think. They're still flying under the radar. Being an underdog on the road at Cincinnati. This isn't the Cincinnati team of old. I think uh, Buffalo, uh, you know, they're plus one thirty, so you're getting a, um, a pretty good, pretty good number there. Uh, I like Buffalo to win. Decent weapons, their defense is playing solid. One on the road last week at Atlanta. Yeah, they had a great game. Yeah, Atlanta had some injuries, but they were still, you know, winning or right in there the whole game. So, I mean, they went to the Georgia Dome and beat them, man. That's hey, man, good. the Mercedes Benz Dome. Oh, excuse me. Or super uh, Mercedes Benz something. I think it's Mercedes Benz like the Mercedes Benz Superdome is New Orleans, but they said I heard it on TV last week. It was like Mercedes- I thought it was just Mercedes Benz. I think it's I think it's the, just the Mercedes Benz field or something like some stupid whatever. Slippy <laughs> but, uh, Slappy Swan- Swanson. Slappy Swanson. <laughs> uh, next one. Uh, this is one that uh, I think is gonna be fun to watch. Uh, this is the uh, surprise. This isn't a, a Sunday night game, uh, but it's. Um, Green Bay at Dallas. Dallas uh, coming off a loss last week to the Rams. Uh, surprise there. Um, Green Bay, uh, good Thursday night win over Chicago, but they have some injury questions with Montgomery and Devontae Adams, who both got hurt last week. They're both questionable, kind of doubtful-ish. Don't know if they're going to play. I think Montgomery's going to play. Adams probably will. I doubt Adams plays much, though, more than just a decoy, just because you don't want to put a guy out there with a head injury that quick. And I just, you just don't want to see that. But Green Bay is an underdog on the road, plus 105. I still think Dallas is a chance. That's a tough division in the NFC East. Uh, they have a bad stretch. I think they're just they have a, they have a tough opening schedule. Their their schedule really falls off uh, the back half of the season. So they'll be able to rack up a few wins in a row there. Probably secure that playoff spot. Green Bay, uh, you know, I just taking the quarterback here. Uh, Dallas struggling. You know, you know, Aaron Rodgers is an underdog. I don't I don't hate that ever. I mean, honestly, like no, whoever they're playing, no. even if they're playing like at New England, I don't hate that game. <laughs> like I don't hate no, I, taking the Packers there. I fully believe that I I would think that Green Bay can get it done. I mean, I watched the whole. I was telling you before we started recording that I watched the whole Dallas game, and the only thing I can point out about Dallas is just they have a trash defense. 
Like, it's bad. And I know Sean Lee didn't play last week, and he's like the heartbeat of that defense. But even with him on the field, they're bad. And if you got Aaron Rodgers back there, he's going to get points. I don't think Dallas is going to be able to hang. They just – I'm not saying Dak's struggling because he's doing a great job. But there's been some critical moments this year that he's messed up, and it just has bit them in the butt. So I think George, I think Green Bay gets it done too. Yeah, that uh, vaunted offensive line's had a few uh, few question marks this year. Uh, I think the right tackle has been playing a little iffy, and you know it's just one of those things. They start out they're a young team, they overachieved last year. They uh, uh, tough schedule to start out this year. You know you didn't think the Rams were going to be as good as they were, uh, but it's one of those things. You know it's a, NFL's a long season. You know it, routinely teams win the division with nine wins. You know ten wins, getting wild cards. So. They're by no means out of it, but you know Green uh, Green Bay on the road. Aaron Rodgers playing well. Uh, give me give me Aaron Rodgers as an underdog all day. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm it's taking. I'm, I'll take the ESPN tagline. It's a quarterback league, guys. It's quarterback league games. And I'm throwing shade at Dallas, obviously because I bet on them last week. Yeah, and, and they disappointed me. It happens. You, you can get revenge in bets. Uh, next one is the uh, the just the the slop fest. In New York, Los Angeles Chargers, New York Giants, both teams, uh, both teams 0 and 4, bad starts. Both teams weren't. I mean, they weren't predicted to challenge for the Super Bowl this year, either of them. But both have veteran quarterbacks who were drafted in the same draft in Rivers and, and Manning. Uh, they, new location there for the Chargers. Didn't think that they'd be starting out this rough. Had some really close games there. Every game the Chargers plays is comes down to like two or three points. So, uh, you had the Giants. Uh, at home, uh, minus one seventy-five. I think you know. Obviously, one team's going to get their first win of the year this year. Here, somebody's got to go win. With right? the home, I'm going to go. With, yeah, somebody's got to win. The Giants looked better last week on the road at Tampa Bay, who's a good squad. I'm going to take the Giants. I mean, this is clearly this is basically just me taking the Giants because they're at home and they looked better. Like it, it, not because I feel super confident. It's just home game versus you know Chargers traveling across the country. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. New York, I mean, yeah. they lost by a field goal. And was it overtime or just like the last the, play? Last, like last play of the game. Yeah, so, I mean, they were a couple plays away from winning that game. So, right. I agree with you there. Chargers just don't have it together at all. Outside chance, uh, you know, we see somebody drafted for Chicago. Or for, you know, looking to be a few good quarterbacks coming into the draft this year. I would, I would like to see San Diego finally move away from Rivers. Uh, I know we won't get his his uh, notorious tantrums out there, but <laughs> dude, there'll but, uh, be pe- there would be people licking their chops like other teams around the league if he actually left. Yeah, no, I mean he could get picked up for a second. Like so. some some team like Miami or um, yeah, trying to think of a couple other teams like the Jets or just some random team that doesn't have a quarterback and yeah. they would take him in a heartbeat. I think uh, same thing for Eli Manning. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've I've always liked Eli. You know, he to, comes to play when it matters in the playoffs. Hasn't had a great playoff record, but the dude's won two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs, like probably a Hall of Famer. Like, it's just he. Uh, I think he probably had each of these QBs probably have one more solid year left. Uh, you know, so, I say solid with a very you know soft tone. Uh, you see him go to different environments. You know, like you know, like you said, Miami, somewhere like Cleveland. You know, I don't know, like. A team where it's on the verge of a playoff, but they just are a quarterback away. Need need one season before they put their young guy in. Uh, so that I, I like that call. Uh, I could see Rivers season. being a Miami Dolphin. Can you just picture him with his? I mean, with he's his twelve kids down there. Yeah, 
Hey, man. No state, no state income tax in Miami. I can just see. I'm just like picturing Philip Rivers with like a Miami Dolphins uniform, and it looks good to me. Oh, him just screaming and yelling with a with that teal on. I can't yes. wait. I'm tired of him wearing that stupid just white Chargers uni that they wear every single. I swear the Chargers are the only team that never changed jerseys. They wear their white jerseys every single game except like once. They'll wear like blue. <laughs> it's, it's so they need blue. to they need to wear like an all yellow one just to mess hey. with people. Like the Rams did the piss yellow. <laughs> oh, those are horrible. Uh, well, we'll jump in. Speaking of the Rams, the last game here for the parlay: uh, Seattle at L.A. Rams. That is, uh, Seattle is actually even for this game. The Rams, people are all over them. Uh, they're you know the, the darlings of the league right now. The young head coach, thirty-one years old. You know, uh, Jared Goff looking a little, whole lot better than last year. Seattle, I'm definitely not confident in them. They have ter- tons of issues on the offensive line, and also a bunch of running back injuries. But I just I'm going here with the fa- purely a uh, purely a gut feeling of just you know when a, t- a young team like this with the Rams, I don't think they're to the level where like Dallas last year where they could just play a game and they were good enough to win the game if they just didn't make mistakes. It was like, you know, Dak and Zeke running the ball, throwing throwing it when you have to. Defense played pretty solid. You're just going to win by not uh, going out there and doing trying to do too much. I don't think with the Rams that they're at that level yet as far as defensively and, you know, as, you know offensive line-wise. So I think Seattle probably has the upper hand here. I think they're going to come out and uh, test the Rams' defense a little bit. But the Rams' strength is their defensive line. We Seahawks' weakness is their offensive line, so I could be off. But, uh, but hey, that's gambling. That's right. I like it. That's my so, five. So the five-game five, five game parlay, I put a five down. What am I winning? Five down, you are winning uh, one second. I believe it was like 158. Ooh. Uh, one second. It was – yeah, oh, wow. How did I remember that? <laughs> I just pulled it up. It's crazy. I can't remember stuff that's important, but – so five dollars wins me one fifty three for taking this or one fifty eight. Yeah. Okay. So what were the five again? Yeah, we got Baltimore plus one twenty. Uh, Baltimore at Oakland plus Baltimore plus one twenty. Buffalo at Cincinnati. Take Buffalo plus one thirty. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas. Uh, Green Bay plus one hundred five. Uh, Chargers at Giants. Uh, Giants minus one one seventy five. Seahawks at Rams. Um, Seahawks even even money taking them. Uh, so we got four road teams that we're taking here. Three road dog, or I guess technically four road dogs. Um, Dude, this is a straight up road dogs parlay or yeah. road guys parlay right here. Road dog parlay. We uh, we were just talking about how uh, you know if it's a if it's a home underdog, it's always a solid bet to take a chance on. And Tampa Bay, New England this week or tomorrow night actually. Uh, Thursday night. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it'd be that, not tonight. So um, that's a that's one to take out too. But I mean, road dogs. I like the quarterbacks for all these teams uh, better than the ones they're playing. So we'll see what happens. Like yeah, it. we will. And that uh, it's yeah. plus six and too too many points. Too many points, man. All right, guys. Well, that was your uh, best bets for um, what week six now? So week week six. six. Yeah, see, week six of college football. Week five of the NFL. Um, you know, we'll, uh, make sure you make some money, man. Lock of the week, West, uh, West Virginia, TCU over 68. Let's go. Thanks guys. No easy buckets. Thanks.